Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Amen. Lift your hands, let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this opportunity to be in your presence. Speak to us in a way that will understand. Let your will be done in the name of Jesus. Raise up soul winners. Raise up workers for you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I humble myself this morning. Use me to your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. All right. It's exciting to see you all. Are you excited to see me? I can't feel it. I can't feel it. I can't feel it. All right. 
Okay, there's more excitement here than here. I don't know what's happening. Okay, okay. Or else next time we'll move the heater from here to the side. <laughs> wow. But God is working. You may not see it, but he's up to something. You just have to keep trusting. Amen. Wonderful. So, last week, I started to share. My sound, my sound keeps going on and off. It's like I lose network or signal. Last week, I started to share with you why you must be a soul winner. Okay. And um, today I want to continue. Johnny, is that you? Wow. It's great. It's powerful. Nico, is that you? It's great. It's powerful. Next guy, is that you? It's great. It's powerful. (laughs) So I started to share with you why you must be a soul winner. And I want to continue this morning because we are in a season of soul winning. Amen. Next Sunday is our healing, global healing Jesus service. It's a special service which we uh, have set aside to celebrate soul winning, to raise awareness on soul winning, and also to raise funds to support soul winning. Amen. Soul winning is expensive. Salvation is free, but taking the gospel to the people costs money. Amen. So as a church, we are all putting our support behind the evangelist to help him, to push him, to send him to various places. To win souls for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Did they give you envelopes last Sunday? They did. Okay. So if you didn't get an envelope, we'll give you an envelope. And we are encouraging you to give a special offering for next Sunday. That we will give us a church to support Healing Jesus campaign. Which is our evangelistic wing of the church. Which we go to different places to uh, win souls. I'm sure at the end of the service we'll have a short video. Um, the, the short video to show you some of the crusades, just a glimpse of the crusades. We'll also have um, a message from our chairman, the chairman of our denomination, Lighthouse Chapel International South Africa, a message from him also. All right. So just remind me, I'll preach for 40 minutes, then we'll have some time for that as well. Amen. So why you must be a soul winner? Number one, I said you must be a soul winner to fulfill the great commission. Amen. You must be a soul winner to fulfill the great commission. We read from Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through to verse 20. Jesus said, all power is given unto me. He says, go ye into the world, verse 19. Go ye into the world and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. 20 says, teaching them to observe, to do all whatsoever things I have commanded ye. Lo, I am with you to the end of the world. Amen. And I said, this is a great instruction that Jesus gave to the church. And this is the first reason why you as a church member must become a soul winner. Not the pastor. Not the pastor's children. Not the pastor's friend. All of us as Christians, this is a call for all Christians. So if you identify as a Christian, because today's world is all about identification. Do you get it? You can be black, but you can identify as white. Do you get it? Yeah. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Like recently, I saw a new one. Is um, I don't want to mention some of these things in the, you know. I saw one says trans-vaccinated. It means that the person has not vaccinated, but he identifies as 
he has vaccinated. So now, do you get it? Uh-huh. So he says, so. yeah, you can be an adult and you identify as a child. So you will see that a 72 or a 54-year-old man will go to the bathroom with your nine-year-old daughter. Because that's identity. You see, so, it's, it's, so if you identify as a Christian, then you must be into soul winning. Then you must be into soul winning because this is an instruction given to Christians. And Jesus said, we should go into the world, verse 19, and teach. And I said, that first word, teach there, is, is a, and teach all nations, which it means make disciples of all nations, create followers of all nations, bring salvation. This is the teach that refers to lead people to Christ. Let them become born again. Let them identify as Christians. Amen. This is the, this teach, this is what it means. Then he said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, which means immersing them in water, that is one, baptizing them with the Holy Ghost, that is two, and baptizing them in his ways. Amen. They are Christian ways. They are Christian ways. Not every way is acceptable to Christ. Do you see? In, 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 you see? In the law, even in the Bible, Jesus came to fix a few things. You see, in the law of Moses, Moses said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. So if somebody takes your one eye, take their one eye. Somebody takes, you go to the dentist, she takes out your tooth, take out her tooth. <laughs> Jesus said, if your neighbor slaps you on your right cheek, turn the left cheek. Not a cheek for a cheek. One, you turn that so that he can complete the work. And I, I, can, I can identify with them because if they slap you and your jaw dislocates this way, they have to slap it back. <laughs> Clap for Jesus. But it says, in his ways, in the Holy Ghost. So when you get born, this is the born again that after you have identified with Christ, we baptize you in water and then we lay hands on you for you to be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Then 20 says, teaching them to observe whatsoever I have commanded you. This teaching is didasco, which is teaching them doctrines and impacting teachings on them. Doctrines. This refers to doctrines. So they are Christian doctrines. And I, I can't go, we talked about the doctrine of tithing, doctrine of soul winning, doctrine of holiness. Holiness. Doctrine of holiness, which is being separated unto God. And when you are separated unto God, you don't allow yourself to indulge in other things or be used in other things. You can't be using cocaine to cure fever. I say it again. You can't be using daha to cure chest pains. Because you saw it on Facebook, you said now daha, cocaine, um, um, what's the her, um, heroin, um, cigarette. They have um, um, you cannot. That, you you can't breathe. You are like George Floyd. You can't breathe. So you are smoking daha to open your chest. Hey, today's Christians, mm, ayo, 
we are only watching with our eyes. Yeah. You can't. So various doctrines you must observe. Said this is it. And this call is not just for the pastor. It's for everybody. So we must rise up. This is the whole soul winning thing. That we must rise up and make disciples for Jesus. Baptize them and teach them how to live a good life. Good Christian lives. Amen. Amen. You can't be a Christian and be a thief. No. So when I sit by you, I have to keep my phone in my pocket, everything on me. I mean, when I come to church, one day I went to church. And um, I mean, my children had tablets in those days. And then after church, they were just being Christian children. And then the, their tablets disappeared. Yeah. Tablets. I don't mean Panador tablets. I mean Samsung tablets. Disappeared. From that time, I learned from it. When I come to church, I always make sure that eyes on my phone, my tablet, and my wife. Yeah, just in case. At least my children, they can take care of themselves. But my wife, my tablet, and my phone, I always keep my eye on it. Because you don't know who is sitting behind you. Or around behind you. You never know. Rebecca. No, I, I'm not seeing. It's something I've seen with my own. In the church, not at downtown. Oh, pastor, you went to Bali and you were robbed. No, no, no. In the church. Tell your neighbor I'm changing. Number two, we are called to be soul winners. Second reason, we are all called to be soul winners. Be a soul winner. I'm a soul winner. Be a soul winner. I'm a soul winner. We are called to be soul winners. Matthew chapter 22 verse 14. The Bible says, for many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, many are called, few are chosen. What are we called for? To become soul winners. Amen. To become soul winners. To be people who win souls. Nobody, if you are really a Christian, nobody should, I mean, nobody should, anybody you engage must hear about Jesus. Yeah. Anybody you engage, anybody you meet, anybody you interact with must know about Jesus. Must hear about Jesus. Whether they accept it or not, that's not up to you. Of course, sometimes it depends on you how well you deliver Jesus to them. Yeah, people buy based on how good you sell the product. A friend of mine was telling me yesterday he's going to meet somebody today or tomorrow. And he wants to meet the person now that he's broke. Because he knows himself that when he goes and the person sells the product to him and he has money, by the t- without research, by the time he realizes he has given the money to the person. So he's going at the time that he doesn't have any money. So no matter how well you sell the product, even if he sold out, the money is not there. Amen? The money is not there. So sometimes it depends on how well you sell the product. But whichever way, you have to sell it. Person must know about Jesus. Once they engage you, because that's the calling that we have as Christians. That's the calling that we have. The person must hear about Jesus. That oh, there was a Jesus who he came to die for us. 
this is the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. God loved all of us so much, he sent his son to come and die for us. So that anyone who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16. Very simple. I mean, can't you say this? You don't need to be a pastor to say this to a friend. You don't need to have been in the church for 17 years to say this to a friend. Even if today is your first day, you can say to somebody that, look, God loved us so much. He sent Jesus to come and die for us. So that if we believe in Jesus, we won't perish and go to hell. Very simple. Very simple. Very simple. This is the call that we have. Everybody in your class must hear this message. Everybody must hear this message. I remember when I went to first year university. I mean, I, when I came to that particular university late. For one reason or another. Two. I came from a certain high school. Do you see? So, it had a certain reputation. Do you get it? And three, because of my ways. Do you get it? Yeah. So when I, I, I started going to, I said, people are inviting me for parties. I, I like, ah. <laughs> even me, the lecturer, I don't talk to anybody. I come, I'm the last person. I watch the lecturer. As soon as he enters from the front, I enter from the back. As soon as I said, class is over, I exit. I'm gone. <laughs> like two weeks. See, different people. Say, oh, come. Then sometimes I'll be in my room then. So I'll be a knock when I open. So oh, I'm in your lecture. Hello, hi, my, my name is Rosemont. I was in your lecture with you. I was passing, then I decided to stop my room. But then I check, ah, my room is last but one. You are passing to go where? I say, hey, oh, okay. Hello, how are you? Oh, great. I'll see you. I'll see you at lectures. Okay. Then I swing my door. Then it bangs, bram. Then I said, no. Then I remember the message Bishop preached on when he went to medical school, something. Then I decided, I think I have to launch, I have to launch myself so that what I can find is real level. So one dawn, I went to lectures. When I got there, the place was full. The first time I had come early. Place was full. You think it's, a, it's, a, it's, 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 it's Old Trafford. And I entered from the front. For the first time, I've never even seen how the front of the lecture room looks like. I entered from the front. Then I took the microphone. I said, can everybody sit down? Because I've been doing a lot of public speaking, speech and speaking before I came there. So this, this type of self-Julius Malema confidence is already there. It's not like now we have to learn it. <laughs> So I took the mic and I said, everybody said, I have, I have a very important announcement for you. The whole class was shocked because they didn't know somebody can even talk. Quiet. And I said, before, before I give you this announcement, I want us to pray. The whole class went, almost 300 people. They all went, so I said, close your eyes and let us pray. Then some people, you know, there are always some good sessions. They just close their eyes. Then there were some naughty boys over there with, they don't want to close, around where Chico is. They don't want to close. I say, you, close your eyes. Close your eyes. And you also close your eyes in respect to the Lord. I said, Father, pray. Then I, I shared 
This same John 3 says, God loved the world so much, he gave his only son. If you don't surrender your life to Jesus, you will perish and go to hell. But if you receive the love of God, you will go to heaven. I want to pray with you. I did an altar call when I finished. The whole place was dead silent. When I finished, I I dropped the mic. (laughs) And I went outside quietly. The class was quiet. Like the way you are quiet. Quiet! I stepped out. Then I entered from my usual. It's like I'm coming to school again. <laughs> when I, I entered from the door, I saw some two girls. They were looking at me. They, looked at, they pointed at me like that. I walked to them. He said, Sit here. And I sat down. <laughs> Look. I sat down. From that day till I finished university, those two girls, they helped me with every school work. One of them got first class. The other one got second upper. Everything. Even when the lecturer teaches, I don't understand. I know you don't understand. Come here, sit down. Let me teach you. (laughs) How did I get their attention? Through that preaching. Through that preaching. Sit down. the way your eye was going when the lecturer was drawing the curve, I know that you don't understand. So, so that this curve means this, this line means this. this. Okay, okay. I said, thank you very much. Throughout, till we finish school. Yeah. Rise up and tell somebody about Jesus. It's your Christian core. It's your Christian duty. Your friends don't know Jesus. They don't even know that you identify with Jesus. They don't even know it. They don't even know it. They just know that some days you usually come around two. They don't know whether even you go somewhere because they, they, they but like you come around two. Because you sleep late, they, they attribute it to you slept late on Saturday, so that's why you are coming late. But they don't know that you even go to church. But God has placed a call on us to become so winners. Hallelujah. Number three. Number three. You must become a soul winner because we are created for this great work of soul winning. As Christians, we are created for this great work of soul winning. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 8 through to verse 10. We are created for this great work of soul winning. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus and to good works. Let's start from verse, verse 8. Verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, not of works, not of yourself, but it is a gift from God. Verse 9 says what? Not of works, lest any man should boast. So here, Paul was explaining to the church of Ephesus that God has just been gracious to you. God is just being nice to you. God is just being kind to you and giving you an opportunity to be saved. It's not by works. It's not by anything that you did. It's not, it's not any, we had a song. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. Something like, it's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. It's not, but by his grace alone. Something like that. These are the people who didn't come to Sunday school early. They came late. 
Do you see it? It's not by works of righteousness. It's not because you passed your exam. It's not because you were a good person. It's not because you did the right thing. It's just God just looked at you and said, Oh, you, let me save your family. That's all. This is all just being nice. I've been to places where you can see that. The reason why I'm there is that somebody is just being nice to me. God, was, God is just being nice. To be gracious, it means to be nice. God is just being kind. He's being nice to us. So because he's just being nice, he's decided to save us. It's not by anything special that you did. You didn't do anything. Oh, ah, because the other day I gave this guy some food to eat. Then God decided to say, it's not true. I know people who have given more to charity. God has not decided to save them. God has not. Sometimes somebody in your family, God just decides, I want to be gracious to your great grandmother. Then he decides to save the people on the line. So you will see generation after generation, people just get saved easily. You go, have you not been to a place where you were with other people, but when they did their, or even in church, you, you see a group of friends, can we do an altar call? Only one of them lifts his hand and comes. If it's the preaching, then all of them who heard the message should have given their lives to Christ. But no! Just sometimes only one person comes to give his life to Christ. It's just God is being gracious. So Paul said that God decided to be gracious to you. And because you believe, you are saved. By grace are you saved through faith. Because you be, when God showed straight forth his hand of kindness towards you, you also believed it. And then you got saved. He says, it's not of works, lest any man should boast. So don't go and stand anywhere and say, you see me, I'm a very good person. Do you know who I am? I'm a very good person. One day you get a heart attack as you hit your chest. You, you don't stop and see. Don't stop that and see. Knocking your chest, knocking your chest. Like that. You say, no. Then verse, verse 10, he explains why. Why? He says, because. He says, for. The word for is the word Because. For this cause, for this, for this cause is because for, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus and to good works. So it says the reason why he decided to save us through his grace is we are his workmanship. You and I, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. God intentionally made you. He crafted you. So ladies, when they say, were you created, were you crafted? It's true. God created and crafted you. Yeah. Isn't it? So it's like, ah, hey, ah, oh my God. Ah, no, no, no. Jesus, the Bible has already said it. You don't need a guy to say it to you. Then your temperature goes high. Then, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh no, please stop that. The Bible has said it already. Yeah, I know that. You don't have to repeat it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that um, video um, where the uh, guy who had broken a certain girl's heart, he, he I don't know, I, 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 let me get the story right. But this guy, he called a certain girl at night and he told the girl, I can't sleep. I miss you. I can't sleep. The girl said, open the Bible, I think Psalm 42 or something. He said, said, read what is there. He says, there is no rest for the wicked. He said, that's why you can't sleep. (laughs) There shall be no rest for the wicked. That's why Luther's can't sleep. Anyway. (laughs) 
You guys are too wonderful, I tell you. I can't believe I'm this excited at this time because I didn't feel like coming to church at all today, I'm telling you. That's why anytime you don't feel like coming to church, come to church. God has something for you. Yeah, God has something for you. Don't serve God with feel, I feel like I feel. Do what you have to do. And leave it to God. Yeah, back to the scripture. It says, created for good works, which God has ordained that we should walk in them. So God had already ordained from the beginning, from the foundations of the earth, that we should do these works. That's why he, he, he extended his grace towards us. To save us. So although we were sinners, although we are still sinners, although we are busy living in sin, God showed his love for us by letting Christ die for us so that you can be saved. Now, after you are saved, you have to fulfill that thing for which he called you. For which he created you. To become a soul winner. To be somebody who wins souls. Everybody, I mean, you may not even get out of your way and run into the street and start winning souls. But anybody who crosses your path, as you sit in the taxi with the same person and we are going, you are going to breathe in the taxi together from in Bali all the way to town. I mean, you can't tell the person that, do you believe in Jesus? You can't even ask this question. Do you believe in Jesus? Oh, man, I don't believe in any Jesus. So believe in Jesus. Well, what it means is that if you die, you will go to hell. Hey, why are you judging me? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not judging. I'm just giving you information. It's just the news. You have the chance to choose Jesus or reject Jesus. And why should I choose Jesus? Because he loves you so much. Nobody loves you like Jesus. Ah. Nobody really loves you. Your mother doesn't love you more than Jesus. You know, the greatest love is the, is the mother's love. I mean, human, that's what they say. The greatest love is, is a mother's love. So your mother, I mean, oh, mother's love. Then after that, we can come to others. Yeah, he loves you so much. Your boyfriend doesn't love you. you so, or you can say, your, your mother may love you. Your, 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 your father may love you. But none will die for you. He loved you so much, he died for you. Bible says, for a righteous man, someone may dare to die. Because if I told you, oh, if Nelson Mandela was here, and you had to die for Nelson Mandela, will you die? Many of you will say yes, you would dare. You say, oh, I would die. Would die for Nelson Mandela. Would die for Utata. Would die for Holus. And what's his name? Roli Hlachla. Roli Hlachla. Aha. Would die for Madiba. Would, you would dare. You would dare. What does it mean? You would dare. You, you, you would boast that you would die. Where is Rahim? Aha, my guy. Yeah. You would die. You would dare that you would die. But if they put the thing here and they put it here, you would say, hmm. 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 One, day, one day a certain man died and his wife was so sad and she was crying she cried and cried and cried and cried so eventually when they were going to bury they, took, they were going at the grave and she was dying I'll go with you I'll go with you and then people were just 
Come here down. Come, don't go, don't go. To la, to la, sissy, to la, mama. To la, to la, to la, to la, to la, to la, like that. I will go with you. Leave me, leave me. I want to go. Then they put the coffee in the ground. Leave me, leave me. I want to go. I want to go. Leave me, leave me. Then she was just standing there doing leave me, leave me. Then somebody pushed her. Hey, who pushed me? Hey, I thought you said you would go. I saw another video. This lady, the man, the husband was dead and she was crying. Jesus, in the church, why did you take him? You should have taken me. Please take me instead. So as she was shouting and ranting and raving, then suddenly Jesus came to the church. Then he said, anyway, I've come. I've come to raise him from the dead and then put you in. He said, hey, hey, <laughs> please. How do I know that you are even Jesus? So, for a righteous man, you would say, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die yet per adventure for a good man, some will dare to die. But nobody will really die for you. Jesus. You can't tell somebody this. This is how much he loved you. This is how much he loved you. He died for your sake so that your sins will be forgiven so you can make it to heaven. Even if you get after this, we get to the stop, the person says, I'm coming off. The person will go thinking of this thing. Go thinking of this thing. So rise up and let us do this good work. Number four. Number four. Why you must be a soul winner? Soul winning. Soul winning, I think I should do this one. Soul winning gives great joy and energizes Christians. Luke chapter 10. Soul winning gives great joy and energizes Christians. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two by two before the face into before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come verse 2 therefore said unto said he unto them the harvest truly is great but the laborers are few pray ye the lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into the vineyard verse 3 go your ways behold i send you forth as lambs Amongst wolves. So Jesus sent them out to preach. Then look at verse 17. Let's skip to verse 17. Verse 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils were subject unto us through your name. He sent them out to preach. Just as I'm sending you out to preach. Champion, sit up, okay. No, not you. Yes, just thank you. One day I went for a job interview. I was sitting like that, and they sat me. Yeah, yeah. No, serious. I went for. We're all waiting. I was sitting just as there. That's why anytime I see anybody sitting like that, I just says, "You don't know the opportunity that may be going away." May, when you are beloved, those maybe you can sit like that. But anything else, mm-hmm. 
Rebecca, I said, we were sitting down waiting, not knowing that people were watching us on the CCTV camera. Then they, they came to come. Then they showed me the video of me sitting cool. You know the way I usually sit, just cool. They said, uh-huh, we can't take you for this job. Hey! It's a wild thing. I remember up to today. Back to what I was saying. Jesus sent them two by two. Go and win souls. Go and become a soul winner. Go and tell somebody about my love. Go and tell somebody that I died for them. Go and tell somebody that there's judgment. Go and tell somebody that after death, there's judgment. After judgment, there's heaven or hell. Go and tell somebody. Tell somebody about it. Tell somebody about the rich man and Lazarus. Tell them that as there was a rich man. He was clothed in linen and pebble. He lived very well. Then there was a poor beggar who was at his gate. Who was eating the food that fell from the table. And he came to pass. That rich man died. He went to hell. Then the poor man also died and he went to heaven. And the man who died and went to hell, he was tormented in hell and he was crying. Go and tell somebody about it. Go and tell somebody about it. Then they said, okay. Then they went and they started to tell people about it. When they came back, the Bible says, when they returned, they came with joy. Look, you don't know what you are missing when you don't become a soul winner. You, 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 you know the reason why soul winning brings joy. Because when you become a soul winner, you get involved in people's lives. Then you realize that, look, people have problems. You see, without that, we are naturally self-centered. Everything is about us. Our focus is us. My children, my school fees, my job, my this, my this, my that, my this, my... It's all about you. Life, your life will be centered around you. And most definitely, you will be the superhero in your own story. Do you see it? But you can't be the only person in your story. So when you don't get into these things, everything is about you. You watch so many people, everything is about them. Everything is centered around them. Everything centered around and when everything is centered around you you don't see you it's like you become blind you don't see that other people exist so when you are centered around you that's where you also notice that you have problems that's where you notice you have problems and then you become focused on your problems and why they have not been resolved and why you've not had a solution why you've not had a breakthrough then the depression goes on and on you would have thought that if you focus on yourself, you'll be happier, but it's not true. But when you start focusing on others, then you will see that hey, your problem will say it's a minor problem. Minor, minor. Tuesday, I told you of a guy's problem. I don't know if it's you that I told a guy. Let me tell you today, too. A guy, he was trying to help a friend out. Okay, let's say guy number one, James Bond. Okay, guy number two. Jack Bauer. Okay. Now. Now. James Bond was trying to help Jack Bauer out. So Jack Bauer was not feeling well. And James Bond has medical aid. So James Bond gave his medical aid card to Jack Bauer. To take to the hospital. As Bond. James Bond. Then, when he, you know the James Bond guy, the guy who said, shaking, not stirred. Yeah, it's in every James Bond movie, they say, Bond, James Bond, then shaking, not stirred. Uh-huh. He went to the hospital, and then they said, what's your name? Then he said, the name is Bond, James Bond. Then they admitted him. Then he died. 
Jack Bauer died as James Bond. Now James Bond is there. He's dead. He's dead. I don't know if you understand the problem. He's dead. Yes. He's a dead man walking. He's dead. All his things are registered in his name, James Bond, but he's dead. Deceased. Yeah. He can't collect pay again. He can, I mean, like, look. This is somebody's problem. Then your small problem of um, you wrote an exam, you didn't pass. You write again. James, James Bond, what is he going to do? Yeah. What is he going to do? He'll be arrested. Yeah, it's medical insurance fraud. Be arrested. Go to jail. He'll lose everything. Even if he's not arrested, he can't claim all the things that are left. Yeah, yeah, because he has faked. That's also another crime. He has faked his death. That's one thing. To, to claim life cover. Yes, that's another, that's insurance fraud. Very complex. He, he doesn't exist. His car doesn't belong to him anymore. His house doesn't belong. And, and James Bond had a very good job as an accountant. Had a very good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With one of the leading firms in New York. Yeah, James. James Bond. The name is Bond. James Bond. Yeah. Let me tell you another story since you are here. There was a man and his wife. Then they had three children. Then one day, the wife went off. I don't know whether it's cocaine related, heroin related, uh, marijuana. But one of the common sources of um, pambanarism. So he pambaned. No, not she. She went off. You know sometimes, you know that, look, I say this all the time, but people don't believe, everybody has a little of it. And it shows up from time to time. Some of you have not seen yours because it shows up when you are asleep. (laughs) You are asleep, so you don't notice. (laughs) You just betray your legs. You thought it was a dream, but that's it. A little, but this girl, her own blew a lot at the same time. I mean, there was the chemicals mixed too quickly, and then the thing came, and they were living on I think fifth floor or something, tenth floor or something like that. She took one child and she flew the child out of the balcony. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is not a fictional real life story. Then she took the second one. Second child. It's like they should fly. Flew him out of the window. Then the the older child when he saw the first one Baleka 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 and, and, and he ran away. So he's the only one who survived. Then they came and they found out that it's a medical problem, mental MP, mental problem. So they took this lady to mental institution. Napierville. 
five years. Then the man and the, the first child, they've lived together like that. Uh, then after five years, the, the first problem that came, even I won't discuss the first problem to the second problem. After five years, the doctor said that she's... <laughs> she's okay now so they want to discharge her yes yeah, she's okay now so they are discharging her to her house <laughs> Because now she can count from one to hundred. I mean, she's been counting first. When she gets to 30, she gets stuck. 30, 30, then she starts one, two, three, four, 11, 12, 13, 13. But now they've done all the tests that they know. Now she's okay. So they are discharging her. Now this man, and this guy is a man of God. Yeah. Should he bring? Because <laughs> that's his wife. If your wife is sick and she's well, she... should she? Should he bring her? Or what? So you think you have problem? This I, I'm, I've just told you two. It's not fictional. It's not imaginary. It's not like no, no, no. Real life situation. Real life situation. So when you start getting involved in other people's life, the first thing that you see that your problems are not as wild as they were. It kills selfishness and self-centeredness. Then number two, when you see people changing, people, people's lives changing, like what has happened to you, you see it happening to other people, it brings so much joy, so much joy, so much joy. Some, somebody once asked me, so what motivates you to continue doing what you are doing? Because when you take on a pastor's job, people will break your heart so many times. You think only relationship breaks your heart. Only one time that Johnny Waskaracha broke your heart. You, uh, no, not John. Like, let's use another name. Judas. Judas. Broke your heart. You think relationship brings more, more... Um, broken hearted. No, no, no. When you are a pastor, people will break your heart so many times. So many, many times. I mean, over and over. I mean, you have to get a, just get a plastic heart. Even rubber. So you just go like that. Or fiber. Like that. Even in one day, somebody will mend your heart, then somebody will break your heart. Like that. It's normal. That's the job of a pastor. So somebody asked me, what keeps you going every single day? I say, you know something? It doesn't matter how many times people break your heart. When you see one person change, the type of joy it brings, eh, it makes up for 20 broken hearts. Yeah. The type of joy it brings, it makes up for 20 broken hearts. Oh, yeah. Makes up for 
different, different. So you said this, but you didn't sell stop, didn't sell this, you stop, come here, you didn't come here, you stop, go here, you didn't go here, you stop, jump here, you didn't jump here, then you see one person, just one single person. Oh, I want to say a big God bless you to you. Look, I was a drug addict, and you came and you spoke to me about Jesus. You laid your hands on me and you prayed for me to the glory of God. I from that day up to today, I have had a breakthrough. When you hear that story, consider I mean, take it that all this side is the broken heart, and just that one change, the joy it brings to your heart, it supersedes this whole broken heart. I said, this is what keeps me going. I see one person change. One person doing well. I just get excited. I just become happy. You too, if you would rise up and become a soul winner, oh, you will see the type of joy that will come into your heart as a Christian. And you become energized. Some of you, your Christianity is mundane. It's monotonous. It's boring. The same thing every day. You come to church on Sunday, then we go the whole. You come to church on Sunday, then we go. Add some life. Add some fun. Add, add some spices. Bring it alive by becoming a soul winner. Bring it alive. 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 This week I have a target. I want to speak to, I want to win seven souls for Jesus. One soul a day. So when you start today, you are preaching till you, somebody gives their life to Christ. Then tomorrow. So maybe today you force and you will make a breakthrough. Say, hey, I owe one. Then Tuesday, Tuesday I must hit twice because I miss on Monday. Then you hit a pop. Boom, then you hit one, then you hit and say, yeah, I made it. Then Wednesday is coming. You try again on Wednesday, you make a breakthrough. Then Thursday, you make a, but Friday, a lot of people are so paparazzed that people are drunk, people are busy. Friday, Saturday, so it's not working. So Sunday, you all three, you hit it very hard. You get this, yeah, brings joy. So when they came back to this, and the 70 returned again with joy. They were excited. They were energized. They were ready to press on. Ready to press on. And ultimately, the Bible says, when one soul gets born again, there is joy in heaven. There is joy. They begin to party. They begin to party in heaven. I pray that we rise up as a church to become soul winners. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we close. Oh, if you are clapping, clap. Soul winning is a great thing. But you can't win a soul if you are not born again. You can't testify of something that you are not part of. Today I want to give you an opportunity to welcome Jesus. To to be the first person to experience this love that we are talking about. Before you even go out there to offer it to somebody else. Bible says God loved the world which includes all of us so much. He gave his only son. That anyone who believes should not perish, but have everlasting life. Today, Jesus is offering everlasting life to you if you will receive him. I want to give you this opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your heart and come into you. To be the Lord and the Savior of your life. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you. And say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to experience this love of God, which comes with salvation. I want to welcome Jesus into my heart. Every eye closed, please. Every head bowed. 
please. Every eye closed, every head bowed. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Every eye closed, please. If you want to pray this prayer, I want to welcome Jesus into you. I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. I will pray with you. Pastor, I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. I'll pray with you. Lift up your hand. Lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you to ask Jesus to come into your heart. Come. If your hand is up, come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. Lift it up your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me. Come to me. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Those of you lifted up your hand here, come to me. I'll pray with you. My sister over there, come to me. Come to me. Come, I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come, I'll pray with you. My sister, don't be shy. All of us have done this before. I'll pray with you. Come unto Jesus. pray this prayer with me. Look at me, please, and pray this prayer with me. I want to help you to pray this prayer, to ask Jesus to come into your heart, okay? So repeat this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. Jesus, I confess that you are the Lord of my life from today come into my heart come into my life be the Lord of my life fill me with your spirit and use me for your glory thank you Jesus for dying to save me amen if you pray this prayer you have just been your name has just been written in the book of life and you are born again from today you are a child of God if you die you will go to heaven amen are you not glad you prayed this prayer you know, initially Satan was saying no don't go don't lift up your hand don't go he just doesn't want you to be free that's how it is All right. you see my sister over there she has something very nice she wants to give to you quickly and then you will come back to your seat can you kindly go with her okay please lead the way thank you for everybody in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg or call 083-773-1605 God richly bless you.